You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 144. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter. And I am joined over Discord by a couple of guys that allows one guy to take my character in TMNT and then not back me up for it. Oh, wait, we'll get to that in a little bit. Oops, I just <laughs> unplugged my headset, and now it sounds oh, really weird. Get. Anywho, get. uh... <laughs> Uh, now I lost my track. Where am I at here? Uh, shit! Nintendo aficionado Roshan Warner at Roro, the host of Large Popcorn Video SAS Christian Macias at ISO Christian, and that one half of Men and Gitch, Gage Dempster, is not here. The man who takes away Leonardo from me. Anyways, <laughs> welcome, traders. How's it going, ref? <laughs> Oh my god. I'm so sorry, Dan. That I don't know. I don't even know what's, what I'm apologizing for. I did nothing wrong. Did nothing Neither wrong. was none of us did, bro. <laughs> that, that is There's only one person to blame here. Gage. <laughs> Thank I'll allow it. He's not here. <laughs> Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you'll find us there. Twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN and Twitter at Podcast PXN. The topic of the show this week, guys, is our second half of games in 2022 and our thoughts and you know predictions of what we think is going to be the best from the rest of the year here. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites, so let's go ahead and jump right in, Christian. Yes, before we do that, I gotta say, I I, <laughs> I don't know why. Today I put on some some lo-fi beats um, as we're talking, so I have this going very quietly in the background from my own headphones while we're podcasting. And I gotta say, you sound so suave uh, to these beats. Like this, this <laughs> the vibes are incredible today for me. Uh, and second, I gotta address this turtle situation. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it for what you got for me. Yeah, I'll save it there. I'll save it there. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I can only imagine what you're going to come up with here. <laughs> Anyways, moving into the quick bites here. Uh, after conducting its own in- internal investigation, Activision Blizzard has found themselves innocent, guys. So they <laughs> must be innocent, right? Oh I mean, God. can you imagine if this is how all investigations went down? Is like, so we think you did something, something bad. Can you can you look into it for us? It's like, what? Yeah. Oh my god! Totally weird. I, I like. Of course, you're gonna think that, uh, yeah. but it's not up to them, and it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That should be up to the people who were who were wronged, and anybody besides them, pretty much, should look into yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's definitely a conf- a huge conflict of interest to look into your own investigation. So yeah, yeah. that's third. Um. Guys, moving into the next quick bite here. More details have been revealed on the new Forza Motorsport from the creative director, Chris Asaki. Um, he has posted, uh, actually, I'm reading from Clobril on Twitter. He always posts a bunch of um, highlights and stuff from Xbox stuff. Uh, he said it is getting an all new career mode, uh, multiplayer with a racing weekend structure, practice, qualifying, race, race strategy, schedule. 
uh, ray tracing available real time during gameplay, time of day and weather available on every single track, uh, Xbox Series X and S allowing the best Forza driving experience yet, uh, with fully dynamic time of day affecting gameplay, accurate sun position on real tracks. Um, so yeah, the, this game looks absolutely incredible as we talked about last week. It's just mind-blowing what Turn 10's been able to do here uh, for track-based racing. So uh, yeah. I, I joked on, I don't remember if it was on a, on the podcast or on a stream saying like, oh, you know, Gran Turismo is so much better. Like, First of all, to address this, like one thing I love about both Forza and Gran Turismo is that they are so competitive with each other. Like that competition breeds like innovation and makes like for better products for both of them. Like they're both fantastic games. And told Dan privately, like legit, the the thing that's gonna like really push Forza forward is that they're if they're able to do ray tracing r- real time during gameplay, which Gran Turismo does not do, that'll be huge for Forza. And here we are, just a few days later, and, and they have it. So yeah, that, that is so great to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. They and obviously they've been working on this game for a long time. They took an extended development time uh from their previous game, so yeah, very good to see. Moving into our next quick bite. Dragon's Dogma 2 is officially now in production using the RE engine which powers Resident Evil's uh recent remakes. Um so this was kind of a no-brainer, I feel like, uh after um, there was a, a ton of rumors and speculation and everything surrounding this game, and they announced that their little event thing, and that's when they announced Dragon's Dogma 2. So are you guys going to jump back into Dragon's Dogma 2? Back into 2? I haven't played it yet. Or, it come out. Sorry, back into <laughs> Dragon's Dogma now, because there's a big amount of people that have jumped back in. Including me, which I can tell you about. I'll just do it now. Because I bought the, the first one was on sale for like five dollars, six dollars on PSN afterwards. Six, same thing on Steam. Played it, played for like an hour, hour and a half with my friend. Uh, it was not for me. It was showing its age. Some games hold up. Dragon's Long, in my opinion, did not hold up as well for me, for my taste. So I bounced out. Uh, I will still probably play Dragon's Dogma 2 because one was interesting enough for me to be like, man, if the gameplay was better, I'd be all in. And from what I hear, it might be co-op, maybe, or multiplayer in some aspect. So, like, a new Dragon's Dogma, like, what that could look like on modern tech would be uh, something up my alley. So, I will check it out. Yeah, and that's a pretty old game at this point, so it definitely makes sense that it, it feels dated. So, hopefully, yeah, they get that polished up in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Moving into our next quick bite, the third iteration of the Idea Xbox Summer Game Fest demo event is happening right now. Um, I thought this was pretty cool. They announced this late last week um, where you're basically going to get three f- or three, 30 free game demos that you can download right now. And these are more akin to like your show floor demos like E3 past had where you would play these games on sh- the E3 show floor um, as opposed to like a traditional demo. That's um, what they've been saying. Um, because many of these or most of these are actually only available for a limited time. So from June 21st running through June 27th, uh, players will be able to get their hands on these 30 uh, demos. And obviously after the 27th, those games will disappear. Those demos will disappear because um, it's basically supposed to be like an early look at these games. So very cool. It's their third iteration of this and love to see this kind of stuff. So this is like demos for us to download. Yes. For, for, 
We the people? Yes. Yep. When are PCs included? Uh, I, I'm not sure about that, actually. Um, uh, that's a good question. I don't know, actually. <laughs> we'll uh, find out. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, but June 21st, I, so yesterday. Yes. Yeah, it started yesterday, so uh, very cool. Oh, well, is it... What? Well, it says upcoming release games for Xbox Series XX. And, uh, I'm going I'm to go, go look into this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on in the meantime. Cookie Cutter uh, has been uh, announced here. A very stylized, cel-shaded 2D Metroidvania, and it's coming to PC in 2023. Um, this game is a very interesting art design. I, I don't even know the exact or accurate description of this game but it looks really cool um and obviously if it's a metroidvania game like that's such a cool experience already so like yeah i'm interested to see what this this game turns into oh yeah yeah this looks really cool this is my first time seeing it but i love the uh the art style of it this looks awesome yeah i don't play a lot of metroidvanias but there are some that have really clicked with me so if the art style is cool i'm definitely gonna give it a shot Oh, I was enjoying a video of the cookie cutter, but then I got interrupted by an ad. Oh, you'll love this. <laughs> Yo, the combat looks so cool. I love the, the animations. Yeah, this looks awesome. I'm definitely going to check this out. Yes. Looks, it kind of looks like... It's not, it's not comic booky, like, but comic booky, like, cel-shaded, like, mix. I, I don't even know, like, how to describe this. It's yeah. really... I would say it looks comic booky. It looks, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Graphic novel... Ish, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of this artist, uh, Scott, Scott, Scotty Long. I, I may have butchered his name, but he wrote a. Uh... Let me see if I can find it. Never mind. Okay. I'll see if I can find it, and then I'll show you guys later. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Moving on from there, guys. Destiny 2's cheat creators have come. Some cheat creators have come to a thirteen point five million dollar settlement with Bungie. Um, so, guys, all we got to do is create a video game that's super popular that people want to play a lot and then get people to make cheats for the said game. And then let's just sue them. Let's get a bunch of money. No, this this is great. I'm glad to see the developers actually uh, getting something in return for these um, cheat creators that are creating these cheats that just make the experience bad for everyone else so this is really cool that uh bungie's getting a 13.5 million dollar settlement from them um unfortunately it probably still won't deter people from creating these cheats in the future but it is nice to see a win for the developers for once yeah anything more to add <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh Moving on from there, though, we've got Diablo Immortal, which we immortally talked about two, a couple weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it, it is uh, officially been called a success, I guess. It's already made $24 million in its first two weeks of being available on the App Store. Absolutely insane. Woo. Is this the one with all the microtransactions? Yes. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's probably why but yeah. that's that's crazy that yeah despite all the controversy there's still people who are not paying attention to any of that stuff just download the game yeah. and they want to get what they can get out of it so 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess, and 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 I'm sure Activision knows that, so they they don't care. <laughs> They're getting 24 million USD in two weeks, so they could care less, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Happy for the devs, though. I, I suppose. Yeah. 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 It, the game is great. Like the gameplay is great. It's just it's so unfortunate that the microtransactions are, are as bad. So heavy. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I still don't buy that. Like. I don't think any dev is intending for it to be like those kinds of practices. Like I'm sure it's much more complicated, you know, than that. Yep. For sure. So for shout out to, game. sorry. I just wanted to say shout, shout out to Kurok in the chat for joining us once again. Yeah. Hello. 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 Kira. Kirok always in the chat. Yeah. Fantastic. Hello. Oh, geez. <laughs> Kirok, right. uh, while you're in the chat, um, who would you, okay. I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> There are four Ninja Turtles. Oh, here we I go. I want you... There are four Ninja Turtles. Daniel, don't say anything. Which Ninja Turtle do you think Dan is? Let us know. Thank you. <laughs> I just... Anywho. The Callisto Protocol, guys, uh, their developers have actually studied real-life gore as the uh, influence for the game. Um, How do you study this? What? I yeah, I guess go to like crime scenes. I don't know. That's that is a little bizarre. Uh, mm -hmm. They said we found ourselves looking at a lot of real life examples of horror and gore. While these were a lot less fun to research, it was some of the most memorable and valuable content when it came memorable. to creating realistic visuals <laughs> and experiences. Um, Dude, yeah. This makes. I mean. This makes you want to support the game that much more. Like, I'm sure that there was so much red tape for with HR to have to like approve these kinds of studies. But like, I mean, we've seen the proof based on the the two, yes. both the two minute trailers that were at the showcases. Like, it, it's looking fantastic. The gore is absolutely insane. So I'm I so excited hate for this you game, guys. So much. <laughs> what did Kurok say? Didn't say Leonardo. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> is it Raphael? No, it's, it's Michelangelo. Michael. <laughs> It's worse. Michelangelo. It's literally the worst. You know what, Kirek? No he is not the you. worst. You know what, Kirek? You're going in in the intro next time I host because you're going to get destroyed like I destroyed everyone in this episode. This will all make sense later, Kirok Crack. Please, yeah. please stick around. Yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll be <laughs> very funny. Um, but yeah, they definitely went the extra mile for sure, to say the least. So yeah, I hope they get rewarded for this. I know Dan and, and Christian, you're both super excited for this. This is like even more reason for me not to check it out <laughs> but it, it sound it sounds awesome it does sound awesome but i need to get a little bit braver before i i try this out it, it, you know what guys i'm about to study some real life gore in a oh, second no. here moving on to our <laughs> next thing new xenoblade chronicles 3 a nintendo direct happened i believe it was today it was today. Uh, new what yes and a new what Xenoblade. Did I say it wrong? Oh, I love this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> Keep going. Did I say it's, it wrong? It's it's Xenoblade. Oh, Xenoblade. <laughs> I apologize to go. everyone. <laughs> uh, they announced a few things here. Uh, helpful items, outfit, color variants. I don't, uh, oh, that's for launch day. It's a bonus for launch day. Okay. And then they're announcing a challenge battle, new hero character and quests, new outfits that are coming by December 31st, 2022. Um, they announced another challenge battle, new hero character and quests, new outfits releasing by April of 2023. 
and a brand new story scenario that is coming by December of 2023. And this will all be included in the uh, Xeno... Break, uh, Zine... You know, yeah, that's Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles 3 expansion pass for $29.99. Um, so they're just getting this out ahead of time before launch here in just a little over a month. I completely missed this direct. I did not watch it. I, I want to like Xenoblade, but I just I can't get into it. Yeah, despite it having lovely anime ladies, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should give it another shot. Oh, maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we should get. Yeah. It, <laughs> maybe I, maybe I was too harsh on it. <laughs> it is cool to see them lay out uh, like their full like pass for you know a whole year, year and a half of like it was just everything you're gonna get. You'll get full details, but like this is what you should expect. Like um, that's fantastic to see see stuff like this. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's nothing worse than someone announcing an expansion pass and not saying anything yeah. about it. Like, that's the mm-hmm. worst. Especially when they make it available for pre-order. Like, you could yes. buy the pass now, but we'll let you know yeah. what's in it later. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Moving on from there, guys, Tony Hawk has revealed in a little stream he was on that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 Plus 4 remaster was scrapped after Activision merged Vicarious Visions with Blizzard. Um, I read an article, actually, that basically said that um, Activision was shopping it around to different developers, and they couldn't really find the right developer to do it. Well, Activision... You had the developer, developer, yes. (laughs) What the... Freak are you doing? You you didn't have to merge them with Blizzard. Don't worry. They investigated themselves and found that they still did the right decision. <laughs> That's true. Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, Dan, you're absolutely right. And that like it's just what a total dumb thing to do. Because I think in that article they were talking about how Activision said that no, they were asking different companies to do pitches and they didn't like anything they heard. Or that they didn't feel like anything would live up to like the like the quality that Vicarious would do. Well, it's like, well, then why make Vicarious work on on Blizzard stuff? Like, mm. why do that at all if you were still planning on hopefully doing a three plus four remake? That makes zero sense to me as a business. Yeah. But uh, very sad. However, I also would have loved to see a Thug One Plus Two slash American Wasteland ESPN. Slash American Wasteland remake. That would have been, or remaster remake, whatever you want to call it. That, that would have been fantastic for me. Three and four is like, I'm sad, but I'm not like disappointed. True, true. And one, one and two, I think, are a lot more well regarded by fans. So at least we get more memorable. More memorable for me, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, moving on from Tony Hawk, we've got a job listing popping up, guys, at Sucker Punch, which is hinting at an open-world action stealth game that sounds very specific. Uh, (laughs) Ghost of Tsushima 2, anyone? Absolutely. There's no way they're not working on that. Like, that game was very successful. They're working on the movie. They just had multiplayer content drop, right? Like, there's no way Sucker Punch is not working on a direct sequel to this. And then they just did the, the DLC as well. Like, of course, Sucker Punch is all in on Ghost of Tsushima. And PlayStation is all in. Yeah, this is very much to be expected. Heck yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Bro's ready to get back into Ghosts. I know you love Definitely. that game. Did you? Yeah. yeah, I loved it. It was great. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> I know you weren't as hot as it on it, Christian. But yeah, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> 
gorgeous oh. game though yes yeah, yeah. very pretty and can i just say ps4 too yeah absolutely can i just say when that game released there was one day where i had an edible <laughs> and i spent an hour in photo mode in one location it was that was a great hour yeah, yeah. oh i took so many pictures I, yeah that game is gorgeous I, just like you i could only imagine what those pictures were i don't <laughs> oh i have them i can i can share them with you oh okay well we'll be on the lookout for that after the show uh our next story guys xbox cloud streaming is getting mouse and keyboard support um for pc users of the cloud streaming service um plus they are also getting up to 72 milliseconds of latency improvements so this is on the backs actually of them working on uh cloud gaming last year and made a lot of strides towards um latency making latency as low as possible but now they're they're claiming with um, a new technology called Display Details API, which is uh, apparently supposed to improve latency in Xbox Cloud Gaming. It uses direct capture and can save up to 72 milliseconds of latency overall. Um, they have a little comparison a, a video of the three different inputs, you know, HDMI, which would be like a local console and et cetera, et cetera. Um, to see the different um, timings. So it's pretty incredible because uh, I thought cloud streaming since their last update was already really good. So I'm very interested and excited to check this out when it comes. You know, you know what my takeaway is? What's that? Take notes, Sony. This is very cool. Like if you're going to make cloud streaming like one of like your, your pillars of, of how to play games and how to make the like more accessible to multiple platforms, you want to make sure that you have as little latency as possible, right? Eliminate as much as possible. And to see them like encouraging to use stuff software that's going to make it um, make the latency that much better is, is phenomenal. Very cool stuff coming from Xbox. Our next story, guys, we're going to shout out Jeff Keighley to his great Summer Game Fest numbers that he just published today. Um, his best viewership yet, he and social engagement around the world, uh, 27 million live streams up from 8% from 2021, 3.5 million peak concurrent global viewers. Twitter conversation was up 100% year over year. The Game Awards hashtag was up 69%. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and there were over 6,000 co-streamers, uh, which, of course, we were one of them. So, uh, yeah, very cool stuff for Jeff. Very excited about the future of Summer Game Fest. Have a my part. Yes. It gets bigger and bigger every year, like the Game Awards, too. Like, he releases his numbers when that rolls around, too. It's really cool to see that it, it keeps getting more popular and growing and growing. Hopefully that doesn't like steer him in the wrong direction and it just keeps growing in a positive light. But yeah, it's it's great to see for sure. Although it was the I think worst received critically, people did not like it as much. So it certainly wasn't my I this is the second year or third year he's doing Summer Games Fest. Ooh, was it third? I Either way, it, it was it was my least favorite out of I think it was his third, I believe. For me. Your least favorite row? I think so. And it could be just the type of games that they were showing off. Fair. <laughs> but, yeah. 
they showed off like four survival horror games back yeah. to back. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah just, they did. Yeah. yeah, it could have just been that it wasn't for me particularly, but the show like it was it was a good show, but it just it wasn't it didn't fill me with as much hype as the previous ones did. Just and it could just have been the games, honestly. A hundred percent fair. Because I think last year's, if I remember right, Ro, you were like really uh, hyped on a few games last year, and I was like. I think I was less so because we have such yeah. different interests. Yeah. That that's why, you know, yeah, it, it, I think it's a very difficult thing for Jeff to balance. Like, how do I get as much variety as possible in the show? And um, yeah, that was definitely a complaint that I had was putting all those uh, samey games all together. They should have been spread out. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Congrats to him. Nonetheless. Moving into our next quick bite, guys, EA DICE has officially talked a little bit about this, but uh, they're saying they have no plans to make non-Battlefield games anytime soon. So, of course, that means stuff like Mirror's Edge uh, and their back catalog of games uh, isn't going to come back anytime soon. Um, they're obviously double da- doubling down on fixing Battlefield 2042 right now uh, after that abysmal launch. So, yeah, EA DICE, I think, has bigger problems to worry about than uh, working on whatever's coming next because they still have a lot of work to do, I think, on Battlefield 2042. I've been watching some Jack Frags videos on, on Battlefield 1 because he, he, he still plays a lot of Battlefield. It, it was funny. Um, like, he had uploaded, uploaded a video saying, like, I think this game is, is a lot better than where it used to be. And then, like, upload another one saying, like... Uh, this may be clickbait. I didn't actually watch this one. I'm saying like the game is still kind of a scam. I don't. I don't know. There's still work to be done for sure, but it seems like it's in a state that it is more playable and more enjoyable than it than it was at launch for sure. And that's too. And that's probably fair since you know that's most Battlefield games anyway. But yeah, I'm thinking about jumping back in. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I still haven't even played the 10 hour trial that I get with Game Pass through <laughs> EA Access. I haven't even touched it. Like crazy uh wow yeah (laughs) moving into the final quick bite here guys sega and creative assembly uh today announced hyenas which is a new multiplayer pve pvevp heist shooter don't ask me to say that again i won't be able to do it (laughs) Uh, it is apparently set in a future where billionaires have colonized Mars and made made Earth inhospitable. Hyenas is a fast-paced multiplayer FPS that casts players as anti-hero pirates stealing from the mega-rich. Let's go. Each match hosts 15 players split up into five teams of three, and those teams compete to steal treasures from a spaceship and escape with the biggest pile of loot. Um, and th- this is a little comment from IGN, Matt Perslow here. He says, it sounds a little bit like Hunt Showdown, but with the slick and speediness uh, sensibilities of Apex Legends. So I'm intrigued. Uh, I would like to see more on it. Obviously, this is just an announcement trailer that we got, but I definitely want to see more from this game, and it sounds cool. And obviously, Creative Assembly is a great team. They made Halo Wars 2, which was fantastic. Alien Isolation, which a lot of people liked. Um, so, yeah, very, very interested. Again, just like uh, with the Metroidvania game that we talked about earlier, it has a cool art style. I will, yeah. I'm obviously already a little bit intrigued. So I wish, again, like Dan said, um, 
I want to see a little bit more. <laughs> I think the trailer was really cool, but it had no... It was an announcement trailer, like you said. They, they don't have to show off gameplay, but it would have been nice. But yeah, I think the art style is really cool, so I'll definitely keep my on, eye on it. Absolutely. Uh, this one is our street meet, guys. It kind of... It kind of walks the line of street meat and, yeah. and quick bites, so I just put it in here. Uh, both the Quarry and High on Life were supposed to be Google Stadia first releases before Google shut down its internal studios. So apparently, uh, according to Axios, both games were in development at the tech giant before Google closed its internal development studios, with the Quarry subsequently being picked up by 2K. When its parent company, Take-Two, was asked by Axios about Google, the rep simply stated that the publisher was happy with its, its decision and the studio was looking for a publishing partner as the project came to completion. Of course, High on Life is the game from Justin Roiland, the creator of Rick and Morty, um, which we got at the Xbox conference, and that game is coming to Game Pass Day 1. Very like that's very interesting to me that these two games were Google Stadia exclusives because they actually are very interesting games to me. Like the Quarry is obviously a follow up to uh, Until Dawn, or not not a follow up, but a spiritual successor, sure. and that's a pretty beloved game. I feel like and um, High on Life, I thought was one of the more interesting games we saw, new games that we saw at Xbox's conference. So it's interesting to me that. Google's just like, nah, we don't need you. We're we're good. I'm fascinated to see what was not working. Well, it was it was it was Google selling off or not wanting to do games. Was that right? Or what? Yeah, yeah they yeah. they didn't want to do first party games anymore. Uh, but they're still doing their service, which it's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's an absolute loss, and it's since. I would like to like have a story on like what exactly happened and the like timeline. Um, I would love more follow ups, um, but I'm sure like there's the legalities behind it where they, where they can't talk about it because even the the teams were just like not even uh, I think like where this is popping up like not answering questions directly in response to this. But it's fascinating and like it's another unnecessary nail in the Stadia casket, so to speak. Because uh, this, this would have been huge. Both both these games are like, one isn't out yet, but one is, and it's like very enjoy, enjoyable, but enjoyed by a lot of people. And like this would have been great for like as a Stadia exclusive. People would have played this on Stadia for sure, and I'm sure they would have been just as excited for High on Life because I don't know about you guys, but I'm personally pretty excited about it because it looks so unique, and it, yeah. I think it would have been fantastic for Stadia. So uh, this sucks to hear as well. Yeah, it, it's interesting because, yeah, the Quarry would have been awesome. The High on Life game would have been awesome for both of them to be state exclusive, at least for launch, releasing there first and then coming to other places. But it's interesting to think how, like, Stadia's name has been so, like, dragged through the mud because of what little is there. It'll be interesting to see if people would have actually hopped on if it was releasing there first or if they would have waited or the games themselves would have gotten a bad reputation just because for being associated with Stadia and all that kind of stuff. It would have been interesting to see if they actually went through with it, but it is just so weird that they decided not to not to go with it. It's like, it seems like it would be a win for them, but yeah, it's it's yeah very interesting. I want to I know more too because 
I, this guy gets a lot of shout outs on our show between Christian and now me, I guess. But Emmett on Twitter was saying is like, <laughs> Emmett Watkins Jr. was saying, uh, it's a shame about Stadia because it, it works and it and it does. Like the technology actually is really cool. Like I, Cyberpunk 2077, my best experience there was on Stadia. Like it's it's so weird that it sucks that it, that technology is going to waste right now because Google just has seemed to has a, have abandoned it instead of continuing with their promise so here's hoping they're able to turn it around but it doesn't seem like they are willing to we're passing up opportunities like this um moving into our pxn news of the week guys we got a bunch of final fantasy stuff which biggest final fantasy fan in the world right here online (laughs) sorry (laughs) uh but no this is really great stuff that um square gave us last week final fantasy 7 remake intergrade is out now on steam and is also verified for steam deck use as well um that's awesome yeah how how excited are you real if i had a steam back i'd be more excited but when i do get one that's awesome just having final fantasy 7 on the go like that that's that's so cool so that is awesome it's such a beautiful game too so having that in the palm of your hands it's just like doesn't seem real so is this part one then this is part one with the dlc DLC. yeah okay it makes sense now i was like (laughs) i didn't know what this was i was like okay but okay now i I, i'm sorry i'm a newbie when it comes integrate includes it's the it's the game plus the intermission dlc gotcha correct yes 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 the yuffie story cool yeah which I think I'm thinking I'm gonna play. Nice. I saw. Which I don't. I don't need to play from what I heard for for uh, rebirth, but I think I'm gonna do it regardless. Well, apparently it's good. You know what else you could play, Christian? Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is coming this winter. Winter. I can't know. I don't know how to use my words there. To PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and Steam. So I think is this. Uh, this was a PSP game, right? Back in the day. Is that correct? Okay. You got it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool that it's coming everywhere. It's weird also that it's coming everywhere because it's like Xbox doesn't have the remake stuff. So there's so many Final Fantasy 7s. I don't even know which one's which. Like I. This is a prequel to the original Final Fantasy 7. Oh, okay. That's cool. So if you had to choose an order to play it, would you play Crisis Core before the remake? I would do original Crisis Core remake. Okay. All right. Now, with all of that being said, surely they didn't have anything else, right? No, they had more. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth was announced, and it is coming next winter on PlayStation 5, and I'm assuming that is Part 2. And then they also confirmed that there is a Part 3 as well for Final Fantasy VII Remake coming at some other point in the future. Bro, before you go, Mm -hmm. the most interesting thing about this is that... um, and I guess, you know, if you were really paying attention to the story uh, of, or if you were familiar with the, the story of Remake and how it compares to the original, you would already know. But I, I did not. Um, the coolest thing about this uh, announcement that it's a trilogy is realizing and pretty much Square confirming that it is not a remake of the original story at all. And in fact, a sequel. The hmm. timeline 
the timeline's changing. Sephiroth is doing something. Something that it's it's something and that has me so curious. How curious, Christian? So curious, in fact, that I have gone back. I'm not replaying Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I'm rewatching all the cutscenes again and having a, a different perspective on, on the story now. And then I'm going to go back and, and uh, look at original. So uh, I am very excited for Rebirth now with all this context in mind. Yes. Yes. That, I, th- I thought that was so cool, too. I, I haven't played the original yet, and that's what I w- have been doing recently. I was I put it on the Switch. I had it on the Switch for a really long time, and I just never did it. So I'm doing that now to get ready for all the changes that are potentially happening with uh, the sequels. I think that's so cool that they're just, they're not doing the same thing. They're just doing a new story. And that's really cool. And that's a, that's a great way to do a remake just to, to really make it worth it with all the work that they're putting into it. Also making a new story to add on to it. I thought it was really interesting. I, I know Christian, you had a little bit of discussion about this on the penultimate stuff with the next winter, this winter sort of thing. It's like, is it this year? Is it next year? Is it 2023? Or is it 2024 for, for rebirth? And Crisis Core, is it is it the end of this year or the beginning of next year? Very smart wording <laughs> on their part, getting a lot of uh, wiggle room to work with if they wanted to. So I'm not mad at it. I'll play it when it comes. But I just thought it was interesting how they, they chose their words very wisely there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right, Ro, before we move on, I want you to, uh, you're a betting man now, yes. all of a sudden. Okay. <laughs> uh, in this scenario, you are. Okay. When do Crisis Core and Rebirth come out? Crisis Core comes out next year, <laughs> beginning of next year. I do think Rebirth comes out late next year, though, like 2023 as well. They both come so out in 2023. You're thinking we're getting three Final Fantasy games in, next year? Three? Crisis oh, Core, 16, 16, and Rebirth. I forgot about 16. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. That's a lot. But Square is, Square is going crazy. They're yeah. making so many games. They dropped the Western Studios, and now they're like, "Let's make a bunch of games." Like, okay, jeez. But Zach. yeah, yeah. I, I still. Oh, sorry. I did. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. you're good. Go ahead. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what did What did you think, Christian? Do you think they're all coming out next year, or are they a bit more stagnated? I, I think. Uh, and again, this is a kind of a rehash from the penultimate conquest kind of discussions. I think when I hear winter, I definitely think that January to early March, um, and especially like, cause I think of it in like anime as well. Like that's the January they are, you know, a Japanese yeah. company, you know, winter is that January to early March kind of time period. So I think crisis score is early January, probably. And you're probably not gonna get rebirth until t- early 2024 in my opinion, in my opinion, but who knows? What do I know? And that's a great point too, because a lot of developers usually they'll say coming this fall if it's coming in in you know fall twenty twenty two as opposed to saying winter. So yeah, I think you're. Smart. And they'll say holiday season or something like right. that. Right. Yes. But speaking of Final Fantasy sixteen, guys, you guys mentioned it a little bit ago. Uh, we got some new Final Fantasy sixteen details as well. Uh, icon battles are playable with multiple stages. Each of them feels different. Uh, Clive can encounter them as a small human. Clive will live through different stages, uh, teens, 20s, and 30s, and it will also be rated mature due to its adult Hmm. themes. On parties and companions, Clive appears to be the only controllable controllable character. You will encounter companions that will be AI-driven. Torgal, Torgal the wolf, 
could be a full-time party member. More info on parties soon. Yoshida also confirmed that Final Fantasy 16 will not be open world and use larger zones instead to create a, a sense of global scale. Um, it, it notes here it might have certain features inspired by several AAA open world games, but not you know a full-fledged open world game. Uh, it has a new combat system that is due to wanting to get pl- new players on board, and because it fits better with the game's presentation, uh, defeating an icon means unlocking its abilities and str- skill tree, and apparently Clive can become an icon himself. There will be a new trailer shown this fall. Guys, Final Fantasy 16. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want Dan's the, thoughts first. Oh, sorry, bro. I, yeah, no. I literally, I, I read this and I don't even know what it means. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just, I, if you could find the one person on earth that has never, you know, seen or heard or, or interacted with anything final fantasy it's me because literally <laughs> i know nothing about this franchise and like yeah I'm, you I don't apologize. need to yeah well you that's know? true it's true maybe i can dive into seven remake yes you should it's really good um yeah 16 is sounding awesome like the m rating that's awesome the the open world but not really open world totally fine with that it's 14 no sorry 15 was open worlds and i loved it but i'm totally fine with a more final fantasy 7 remake or a god of war sort of map um but yeah everything's sounding really cool i'm excited to give this a shot next year the the battles look really really cool not something that final fantasy usually goes for like it's like a fighting game some of these battles that uh we saw in some of the trailers but yeah it's really cool I think the only um, negative I have about this is that the protagonist is named Clive. <laughs> yeah, could have could have gotten something cooler. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, like, yeah, it's it's sounding absolutely fantastic. Um, everything about this is just, like speaking to me. It's it's Final Fantasy 16. I think is the first game since uh, Seven Remake that I'm like really excited for to experience day one. Um, Yoshi P, everything he's saying. Very cool stuff, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna be jumping on board day one. And Dan, I'm not I'm not like a huge. I remake is what really got me into Final Fantasy. I've I've played like a handful of them, but I've only finished three of them. And Final Fantasy VII remake is one of them. So I'm trying to get back into the series, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm an expert at all on 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 the subject. You play ten with Blitzball. I did not play. I started it. I didn't beat it though. Yeah, okay. I have started it. I started like almost all of them, but I haven't, haven't beaten a lot of them. Yeah, that's that. Your description of Final Fan, your Final Fantasy history. What the heck's going on there, Christian? <laughs> Took off my socks. Got oh, okay. the puppies breathe. It's getting warmer here. Oh, okay. Your description of uh, your history with Final Fantasy Row sounds exactly like my history with Legend of Zelda. Because I've literally only played like three Zelda games, but I love the three that I've played. Oh, tell me the three right now. Well, Breath of the Wild, of course, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and I've played part of Majora's Mask. That's some good ones. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. some good ones. Would you would you play Wind Waker if it came to Switch? Probably, yeah. I'd I'd check it out. 
the cell shaded art styles will always interested me but it was at a time it was at the terror worst possible timing in my life when that game originally came out on gamecube i think because uh i was like into like all the shooty stuff back in, back then like yeah. metal of honor and that kind of stuff so yeah yeah everybody, when that game came out i was like oh what is this yeah. what is why is it so cartoony and everybody loves it yes because it's awesome it rocks oh you're a revisionist eh ro you didn't Isn't like it back in the day i loved it i loved it when it came. i was oh, a kid though I, I didn't have like i didn't have the internet to tell me otherwise so i was like i love this because i love this so good but, yeah. good game so good so good heck yeah you know what else is good guys sony's new end zone brand that is coming soon uh reportedly this is their new brand that they are going to announce with three new headsets and two new monitors set to be un- unveiled under this new label they have an event scheduled for june 28th uh so i would imagine these things will be announced then uh one of which is the the headsets which they have three variants uh there's a wired headset with 360 spatial sound there's a wireless headset with 360 spatial sound with the best battery life and then there's a premium version that's a wireless headset with 360 spatial sound and it has not noise canceling sound as well so we got some new uh, headset offerings there coming on the way and also they're two monitors that they're going to unveil one will be a 4k 144 hertz gaming monitor uh presumably to be marketed with the ps5 because obviously that supports 4k to uh, at 120 hertz um so that would be great to pair with that as well as a full hd gaming monitor 1080p at 240 hertz which would be very much pointed at the the pc audience that wants those high frame rates so uh, that would be interesting, but also I thought maybe because this was also uh, rumored as well, maybe the new PlayStation 5 Pro controllers that Tom Henderson has uh, been talking yes. about lately would be positioned into this label as well. It would make a little bit of sense there as well to kind of, you know, further, you know, premiumize, I guess, that brand um and actually like the coolest part of this new ps5 pro controller i think and it has a lot of the similar uh, comparisons to the xbox elite controller um with the paddles and the um the uh, trigger adjustments where you can lock your triggers higher um but one of the cool aspects i thought of this controller was apparently the um thumbstick mechanism the entire mechanism literally comes off the controller and you can replace the thumbsticks. So if you ever get, you know, stick drift or whatever, you literally just swap out this entire component of the thumbstick instead of having to buy a brand new controller. That's such a great idea because I've had so many, I've literally, I'm not kidding you when I say I've had like three or four elite controllers because of the sticks getting messed up and there's nothing you can do. Like if your sticks are jacked up, there's, you're stuck um so yeah and uh, the elites are an expensive product too right yeah so and this is according to tom henderson you said yes tom henderson yeah if that if that's true it's gonna be huge like i don't think i've ever seen any kind of controller with that kind of design uh ever that i can think of no so oh this that that excites me i think i might I, i think i might pony up some money for the pro controller if that if that's the case Absolutely. 
That's honestly uh, the most innovative feature I've ever heard because you don't have to pay another 200 or $150 or however much it ends up being. Mm-hmm. The, the one that, that really, uh, not excites me, but has me like really curious is, are the headsets. Um, first of all, having three different ones at different levels is, is really interesting. You know, you want to have your budget one. Um, and then, of course, as you go, better sound design. You know, maybe your microphone has uh, more... Um, shoot like noise canceling right for background i know dan has a okay here's the thing <laughs> with, with these headsets because i'm i've been looking at buying a steel series uh but the thing about steel series and maybe it's it's been updated now but because the ps5 lacks a um optical in and out you can't get like proper 3d audio with like a high-end headset straight through your console you'll have to route your um your cable to your tv and not the actual console itself um, so if, if these kinds of, of headphones that Sony is making can produce, replicate high quality that other headsets are already doing, like, like your Steel Series, right? Um, this period, uh, then I think that'd be really cool, um, to be able to do like a, to get like a Sony product that has like very high end 3D audio the way that you should be playing, uh, with, like with these consoles. So, and we'll wait and see, but yeah, very curious. Uh, guys, let's do a quick fantasy critic check-in Fuck here. me then. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> any, re- any recent games come out? Actually, we have a recent game that did come out on Rose List. Uh, oh. AI The Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative. That game is sitting at 85 right now on Open Critic. Pretty dang good. Pretty dang nice. good. Nice gonna give me 15 points right yeah which it hasn't locked it in yet but i I, it's not gonna go that far down if it goes down i hope not if anything go up please yeah (laughs) for sure um but other than that i think that's the only thing that got new points um gage's list still looks a little barren (laughs) at at this point it's me and ro fighting for second let's be real (laughs) my gage is very safely in fourth and you're very safely in first i don't think that's true I have a, I literally have a whole game that I'm not getting points from Forza Motorsport because I can't I ran out of swaps and that game's not coming. Yeah, this year. No, and I think I have two on mine that I have to drop presumably. Mm. So, mm. yeah, uh, a lot cool. of action happening over here on Cuphead is next. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, I think we'll have scores by by next Wednesday as well because that game drops on a Thursday. So we'll have scores for that and Monster Hunter and Rise Monster Hunter. Sunbreak. I'm very excited for that game. That's like my game of the year, <laughs> ten out of ten. I played the demo. There's no way that's getting bad reviews. Wow! Yes, let's go. Thanks, Christian. I appreciate yeah. that. I think if anything that's gonna hurt it is that it's you know maybe has like performance issues once it fully releases for switch i think you may may have trouble there but otherwise like it's gonna be in the 80s for sure there's no doubt you love to hear all right moving on to our topic of oh wait no what you got for me i don't know what Uh i'm doing here i don't yeah i'm not in (laughs) control uh what you got for me guys uh so let's go ahead and start with row Oh, with me? Yes. Okay. I know why. He's going last. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I have the same game as you, but yeah, I, I, the only 
other game besides TMNT that I played was uh, Final Fantasy VII, and that was for like a couple, like a half an hour maybe, and then I had to <laughs> stop playing to do some work. But yeah, Final Fantasy VII, awesome so far. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to witness the the story that started it all, and you know, be able to com- compare and contrast. That's really why I'm playing it. Oh, but, original, yeah. not remake. Yeah, the original, original. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Playing it on the good old Switch. And yeah, so that's that's a fun time. And yes, as Dan alluded to at the beginning of the show, we also played TMNT Shredder's Revenge together over the weekend. Me, Dan, Christian, and Gage. I'm sure Dan will have a lot more to say, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I, I had a great time playing with you guys, and it was a really fun beat 'em up. And like, playing, I played as April uh, for ma- majority of the time, and her her move set was really fun. Um, I know Dan, you didn't like it so much, but it was really cool. Like playing as her and then leveling her up and getting a new move and then trying that out. It was, it was really cool. Um, I don't play a lot of beat-em-ups. There's a couple that I really like, but I had a blast playing this. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it, though. I don't know if I would enjoy it as much as I, I did if I was playing by myself. Um, River City Girls is a beat-em-up that I love, and I love playing by myself, but I don't know how much I would enjoy playing this one by myself. But as a co-op experience, it was awesome. Let me start with TMNT as well, Ro, uh, <laughs> since we, we all played as well. First of all, let me read you Roshan's um, <laughs> review on GG, which reads, April Neal? More like April Whole Meal, which I couldn't agree with more. One of my favorite things about playing this game with all you guys was uh, hitting the uh, left bumper to do my little, like, um, uh, the get ready for a high five and then high fiving Ro after stuff. Like, yeah, every level I would look for Ro so I could high five him. <laughs> And if somebody TMNT. else went to high five you, you got mad. Shining. That's true. One time Dan <laughs> high five me, and I high five him on accident, and I told him I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, here's here's the thing about TMNT because I agree it's a it's a phenom- it's a great game. I had so much fun playing it, but there's something about it that's holding it back for me to be like a true like amazing like game of the year contender kind of game, and I, and I can't quite like pinpoint what that is but there's a certain amount of depth that i didn't find engaging all the way through like it was fun playing with you guys but like on replayability i don't know if there's an like sure you can collect stuff and do the arcade mode but other than that i'm i'm not sold at 100 and maybe it's just because it's it, it's that kind of game it's an arcade kind of game you know from the years of yester but i i don't know mm. I, do, what do you guys think did you guys enjoy it yeah and, i yeah, Dan, I, I, I want to hear your thoughts for sure. I, I just want to say I, I agree. Like, I don't know if I would go back and play it. I was going to say the same thing that you said about the collectibles. That's that's one reason to go back. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Casey was, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but Casey was unlocked at the end of it. So it would be cool to try a different character. But again, this is just maybe not our type of game. I think, uh, okay, I almost tried to mention this. I, I think for me, it's that the level variety and enemy variety doesn't really kick in until the later like ending levels of the game. Mm-hmm. Everything before that, like it is fun enough and it's like, so oh, God, the art style is fantastic, but nothing is ever like really like, Oh, this is fun. Now this is like, I'm experiencing something different. Nothing is requiring me to be like, be playing anything that's like very in depth. That's requiring a lot of moves or throws. Like it's very much still mainly your XXX button, and then every now and then a variation of a super, which is fun, but like nothing that's like as engaging as a, another melee, like a melee game that I played this year that I loved was like Seafood. Like that combat is super engaging. 
Uh, and here it's just maybe it's just because it's the genre of the beat em up, but yeah, I don't and know. And it could have it could have been that we were playing together. Like I feel like there was a couple sure. of bosses that we were having trouble with, but we never were really that scared because if one of us went down, we could have gotten revived by somebody. We had a pretty good amount of lives. If someone was playing by themselves, they would have to be a little bit more strategic with the trouble yeah. bosses that we were having, and maybe that adds a little another level to it that we didn't quite get. But I totally agree with what everything you're saying, yeah. but we definitely had a different experience from solo players for sure. Before Dan gets his cathartic rage out, <laughs> like the Raphael he is, uh, I also um, have beaten Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, in- insane final boss. Absolutely insane. And uh, now I'm in the post game, but I haven't played any of those levels yet. Okay. I I was, that's what I was asking on, on in, the, in the messages. Like, did you fight the, the blue one or the white one? But there's another final boss that is awesome okay yeah, okay yeah. okay so keep going yeah. <laughs> all right i'm done dan all right <laughs> all right so tmnt i i definitely hear what you're saying about it christian like uh i think it's i think you're totally right i think it's definitely like more that arcade experience like it's something you want to go to the arcade and put a quarter in or whatever and play it like this game is literally a perfect sequel to the 1989 original because it, it just matches that style. It matches that tone. It matches everything. The game is so good uh, in, in terms of that. But like that also might be why it's holding you back because mm. it is so much, you know, so, so similar to that original that experience from way back in the day that it doesn't really incorporate as much, you know, modern elements, I guess you'll call them. Um so yeah, that's I think that's totally fair. Um and yes, guys, I am freaking furious yes, because you guys betrayed me. You guys <laughs> betrayed me. I okay, we're for everyone at home, we're playing, okay? We're in a party. Gage invites everyone to the party. Christian was running late, so we me and Ro <laughs> me and Ro join. We're sitting in the lobby just hanging out. Gage is like, who do you guys want to be? And Rose, of course, like, I want to be April. And I was like, all right, well, I just want to be either Leonardo or Donatello. That's really the only two that I really care about because, like, and I didn't explain this at the time. I guess I should have in hindsight. But, like, those two <laughs> characters were the two characters that me and my brother used to play all the time back on the original. Like, my brother literally played this with me. That was one of my first video game experiences was the TMNT 1989 arcade game on SNES. So, like, that was such an iconic experience with me. I was like, I just want to be one of these two. So then... I go down, I highlight Leonardo because Leonardo is by far my favorite because he's blue, because I love blue. My brother would always choose Donatello because my brother's favorite color is purple. Okay, so I'm I'm hovered on Leonardo. Ro hit okay to ready up. Gage was kind of hovering. He was hovering around as we were chatting it up. And Christian's message comes in. I'm going to be a little late. I was like, all right. I'm not going to ready up until Christian's in here. I don't want to, you know, accidentally... Because we didn't know if everyone readied up. We didn't know if the game would start automatically or not. Right. So I'm like, I'll, I'll wait to ready up. What's Gage do? Gage chooses Leonardo and locks it in so I can't get him. 
And so I'm like, okay, really, man? So then I was upset that he did that. I didn't even, like, I could have switched to Donatello at that point, but I was so upset about him changing it. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you change to my character that I had waiting? So anyways, Christian, fast forward, Christian gets in the lobby. Christian's like, yeah, I'm going to be Donatello. Chooses Donatello. I got Leonardo because we had to recreate the lobby. We start the match. What happens? Rose game crashes. Rose game crashes. Everyone has to leave the fucking freaking game for some reason, which we never did the rest of the times that Rose crashes happened. Everyone had to leave. Both Gage and I created a party at the same time. I'm yelling on the headset, guys, do not join Gage. Join me because he's going to steal Leonardo again. I know he's going to do it. Join me, please. Nobody joined me. My, my Nobody. Favorite, my favorite is that both yours and Gage's invite came at the same time. And when I clicked Gage's, it wouldn't let me join. Like So it was just <laughs> yours now. And I asked Gage for another invite. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Exposed. We are we're terrible. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was so funny. Exposed. You guys have been exposed. <laughs> all right guys moving into the topic of the show we are going to talk about the second half of games of 2022 we have a lot of games still left in the rest of the year uh we have game informers release schedule is absolutely ginormous here guys so yes. i don't think we need to go through everything because there's a lot here um but i don't know if you want to if you guys want to pick out any like or if you guys just want to dive into my questions here i can just start us into our questions here uh i actually keep a running list uh a personal list of, okay. of games a, a calendar so i i have mine ready to go okay so it's sure it's always yeah it's up to wait whatever you guys think okay let's let's just dive in then uh what my i wrote these questions because like i feel like this would be the most focused answers here what is your guys's top five anticipated games coming out the remainder of this year? What what are the games that excite you the most? I I can start here and give you one that I've been very excited for. Oh, sorry, Christian, go ahead. I need to clarify. I need a clarification question. Okay, with confirmed release date. Uh, it doesn't have to be confirmed not. release date, but confirmed for this year. Does that count? I will throw into okay. I'm gonna, I have an honorable mentions then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's expected this year, I don't know what game you're referring to, but if it, I, I have, I have two. You'll, well, you'll see, you'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, but my first one is Callisto Protocol. I think that Christian's gonna echo my sentiments there. It's been very excited to see the progress of that game and what Glenn Schofield has done with a brand new team to make this game in three years is absolutely incredible. Like I just don't understand how he did it. Um, one of the original creators on dead space and this game looks to continue to further that legacy of survival horror from him and his team. And I'm so excited for that game. I really think it's going to do well. Um, and I just want to see more. I want to see more deaths and more <laughs> awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, I can do okay. I, yeah, well, I, I'm gonna do mine. Um, 
I'll just say this. Coaster Protocol was also on my list because for the exact same reasons, I think that dev team is 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 preparing something really special for us. And I'm I'm nervous that the game might get pushed into January just because that release date is, is very close to the, the end of the year. And, you know, who knows? There could be some kind of, like, bug fixes and just overall polishing that the game could end up needing very last minute. Uh, but if it does stick that 12-2 landing, it'll be a bummer because it won't be at the Game Awards, which is, I think is, is a damn shame. It'll be past that cutoff. But I think, personally, it, it's looking like a Game of the Year contender f- for me. Um, just from what I've seen. Granted, I haven't played it, but, like, I know what that team can do. Or, not the whole team, but, like, it's the, it's the Dead Space devs, right? And, like, Dead Space is one of the most iconic sci-fi survival horror games ever made, right? And so I think they have something very special on their hands. It could be very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Bro, what what you, yes. what you think? Um, I'm thinking about how I want to start off this with a crazy one or just a normal one. So I'm going to go with a normal one. The Tilu remake. Very excited for that this year. Um, don't have a PS5 yet, <laughs> but maybe the the PC uh, version isn't too far behind. But uh, yeah, everything that I've... I mean, The Last of Us is my favorite game of all time. Everybody knows this. Well, not everybody knows this, but I'm telling you guys. Tilu is the, one of my favorite games of all time. And being able to experience that game again not for the first time, but just in a different way, excites me, like, so much. Like, I can't wait to see the different animations, the gameplay being updated to, like, maybe The Last of Us 2-type style. It's just, it's just so exciting to me to, 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 to go through that story in a more revamped way. And the way that it was presented in 2013 was incredible. So I can't imagine what a 2022 version of The Last of Us is going to look like. So I'm super excited for that. I was listening to PS I Love You this week, um, or I guess late last week, and they were talking about how they've been they've been skirting the question of like gameplay, um, and it made me realize that it, based on the conversations that they were having there, that it probably won't be Tlu two gameplay because in the promotional material for The Last of Us two, they're really uh, fo- highlighting that Ellie has this different move set because she is very much different than Joel, right? She's like thinner, much more agile, so she's able to do like dodges and and go prone i'm pretty sure maybe joel can go prone maybe i don't know but like those dodges those those kind of mechanics are very much like this is an ellie move set that got me thinking like if it is a revamped uh kind of play uh gameplay like they are suggesting that tilu remake might be then maybe they're just revamping joel to have his own unique gameplay like very much like much much more tanky yeah and i don't know what that would look like but you know, based on what they did for Elliot, I think if they're creating a whole new moveset for Joel, that could be also really, really cool and special. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that that excites me even more, honestly. Like, if they are reworking Joel the same way they they put the work in for, for Ellie, it's just, like, it's awesome. Like, I can't wait to see what they do. Like, the prone stuff, yeah, cool to see him on his stomach or on his back or whatever. But reacting to the environment, like how Ellie did, how she would, like, there would be, like, a, a random sofa in the environment and she would just, like, lie on it and then... It'll be, it was so cool how she interacted with different objects in the game and in, the, in her environment. So it'll be cool to see, to use the environments of the original game and see how they rework them with uh, this new gameplay and stuff. And going under cars, maybe, because like, you couldn't, couldn't do that in 2013, but you could do that in part two. So yeah, it's going to be really cool to see how stealth has evolved as well. Yeah, I, and I, I've been critical on another episode about the price of it, like for people who have bought this game. Justifiably. Twice. Right. 
for people who have brought bought this game twice already but the, i'm still very excited to play this game because uh, like you said ro it's one of my favorite games of all time it's a masterpiece of storytelling and it, it's beautiful and i'm excited to check out you know some of the gameplay enhancements for the last of us because i didn't spend as much time in the last of us part two because of you know certain right. issues Reasons. that i have with it <laughs> yes but um, yeah, I am very, very, very excited to go back to it. Christian, don't you shake your head at me. Uh, I'm very excited to, to see what those enhancements can be for the first game, for sure. Before we move on from Tilu, all, all three of us being The Last of Us fans, can you imagine what it's going to be like when we experience that opening again? Oh no, how did I not think of that? Like I'm thinking about Tess's it's, scene, dude, the it's end. It's going to be insane. The opening. Oh the my opening. god! Yeah, jeez, yeah. how did I forget about that? Yeah, that's going to be something. I'm gonna start crying in the first ten minutes again. Wow! I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love games that break my heart. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. It's a uh, heart wrenching. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris. So Christian was uh, Callisto your first one, or were you just uh, adding on? Oh, so, sh- I didn't know we were doing a list here. Are we? Are we doing a list? Oh, it's like our five, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the goal. Uh, I mean, because I, mean, I have Tilu on my list as well. Uh, so. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'll, I have Tilu as well, actually. Um, so Look at us. Look at us, huh? We, we all love Tilu. I mean, <laughs> Last of Us. So, I mean, if Last of Us is on both of ours and Callista is on both of ours, that means Ro needs a second one. Oh, okay. Uh... Okay, so this is this probably isn't on your list, Dan. Maybe maybe it's on Christian. Maybe not. Uh, but Sonic Frontiers, Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised that I'm the only one. But yeah, Sonic Frontiers. It had a kind of a shaky IGN first preview. People were a little mixed on it. But the words <laughs> that they're saying over there have gotten me really excited. The the press releases and. Uh, the directors and them having Ian Flynn, who is a comic book writer for the series, who has done some really cool stories for Sonic, has been brought on to write the character for uh, Sonic Frontier. So I'm, I'm confident in the story being cool. If the gameplay is not cool, that's a, a bummer. But I'm, I'm excited for the actual story of Frontiers. And there was a quote that they from him that they pulled today. And he said, for new players, I hope... They enjoyed their time with Sonic, get to know his friends, and are satisfied with the journey to uncover all the mysteries of the game. For veteran players, I hope they enjoy the individual character arcs and the threads I tied to weave between Sonic Frontiers and the rest of the Sonic series. So that alone, there was a little bit more to that, but that alone got me excited for whatever the story of Sonic Frontiers is going to be. And Sonic games usually don't have that much of a story. Um, But yeah, super excited for, for this one. It seems to me, I think this is going to be a really cool step hopefully a positive one <laughs> for the Sonic uh, franchise. But yeah, everything that I've seen for gameplay has been mixed, but I'm leaning more on the hype side for, for Sonic Frontiers. I still cannot believe that people are begging for a delay. I've never seen anyone <laughs> ask for a delay until Please until now. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Sega's like, no. Uh, the Sonic team's like, no. What are we talking about? Like, just uh, they were like, let's wait. We promise it'll be good. Like, well, 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 from what we've seen, I don't know if that's the case. There, they. I remember the 
the quote that they, that was going around is like the fans just don't understand it yet. They have to play it to <laughs> to get it, which I guess is true, but it's just so like condescending and diminishing of the 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 very real concerns that I think fans have about what they've seen so far. But yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it to get a 70 on fantasy. How dare you? <laughs> Give me oh, zero. Ro picked it. I did, and he counterpicked it. Counterpicked it. Yeah, I had the chance yeah. to drop it, but I won't. I won't. That's fair. <laughs> Stick to your guns. Uh, I guess we'll move into our third one, guys. Which my third one is going to be one that we talked about today, actually. High on life. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it, it looks. looks so cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, and like. Even like the gun designs, like there's no game that I've ever seen where the the gun is literally talking to you. Like it has a mouth and uh, uh you know, quippy remarks. And I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, I just love the humor. It's really cool. And for someone who doesn't know Rick and Morty that well, like I've seen clips and bits and stuff like that online. I've never actually watched the show. Um, this humor seems totally up my alley and I'm very interested to see like how it lands. Um, hopefully it's not just like the game's literally just filled with a bunch of dumb jokes because that might get old after a certain point. Um, but if the story's interesting and they have some cool characters, I think it, it could be a, a little bit of a sleeper, I think. That is so funny that you are not like a... Justin Roiland fan and like I'm really are really excited for this. I've never heard of someone like n- normally people who are like into him will have seen at least a few episodes of Rick and Morty, but from what I'm understanding, you haven't? No, I've never seen Rick and Morty. <laughs> okay. That's I'm really excited for you. Just just to, <laughs> just to hear your thoughts on, on like post exposure to that kind of humor. Uh, I am interested for sure, Christian. I gotta say, Dan, that kind yeah. of a—that's a really great pick. That's a, that's a really interesting pick. I'm not gonna lie to you. Very cool, Christian. What's your third one? I'm gonna pick a game that I don't think is on any of you guys's, and that is Stray coming next month. PS Plus Premium. Um, I think Annapurna Games, like as of lately, has been a little bit hit or miss. Um, from what I've, my understanding of, of people who have played. A demo for this game like the journalists who have tried out like a, a de- like a game slice and they had their impressions out i haven't heard any um, but i've seen like tweets um they are really excited for the full release of this game this looks fantastic i'm a huge sci-fi game fan uh playing as a cat is like that interesting twist uh gameplay wise where you're like very small in this like dystopian city there's like RPG elements, just very small. Like there's like looks like there's little quests as well. Just the overall design, the gameplay, everything is really speaking to me, and I have faith that this could be a really strong uh, game for the summer. Uh, and I know you know this is like the game, the year of the backlog. Um, but I'd argue there's a lot of strong games out there as well that like can leave a like prominent mark in 2022. And I think this is one of them, and even more so. I think this is a game that can really leave an impression on what kind of games we can hope to see more in the future of PS Plus. Um, and, and, like, what better game, if, if it does hit, like, sh- to pave the way for indie games coming to PS Plus than with Stray. Like, that'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. That, that, um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
When you can play as a cat, why not? Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope it does well. Yes. Uh, sure my next is. one is Oxen Free 2 Lost Signal. Hell yeah. I love the first game. Um, Night School just, just does dialogue really well. After Party didn't really hit for me as much as I was hoping it would. But still, the dialogue was great. Their writing is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with a sequel for this game. Uh, it takes five place five years after the first one, I think. And I think they're going back to the same island. But it's a new set of characters. So it's going to be cool how they build upon that mystery and the haunting of the island. Like, it's a horror game that I could play. I love it. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see uh, where they go with it. And I love the art style. And yeah, the characters, the writing, everything about it. I, I, I love games that are narrative heavy. And yeah, just get me to make some choices, sit back, relax, enjoy the story. I'm all here for it. There's no current release date yet for no. Oxen Free 2. Yeah. It's 2022, but yeah, they haven't, mm. haven't come out with a release date yet. I think at Tribeca, they did like a, a gameplay and dev commentary thing, but they still no release. But I, it seems like they're targeting it still. Hopefully sooner than later. And yeah. you might be able to pick it up with your fantasy critic. Yes, yes. I think I think Gage actually got it. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, okay. I think yeah, I think it's taken. Okay, then yeah. it's gonna get delayed. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, my next one, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Uh, I guess you could call it cheating, but it's oh no, it's not cheating in fantasy critics. So I'm gonna count it. Resident Evil Village Winter's expansion. Very, very excited to play this expansion for Village. Uh, Resident Evil Village is my favorite Resident Evil in a long time. Of course, I like the remakes as well. Two and three remake are great. Uh, two especially. But Village is the best mainline Resident Evil, in my opinion, since Resident Evil 4. So I love this. Yes. And I want to continue to see more of this and we're getting the third person mode and we get to play in the, the traditional resident evil third person experience. I'm very excited about that. Um, and, and kind of just see what else Capcom's got for us in this world. So before we get the RE4 remake next year, Oh, and you should buy RE4 on uh, quest. I really should. Cause I love that game. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, and actually it makes sense that RE4 would have a VR mode because it's, you know, a lot of tank controls, right, Christian? Oh yeah, by the way, I apologize to the audience for, um... <laughs> to the yeah, audience? Not, yeah, I apologize to the audience for, for saying that it wasn't tank controls, it is very much, yeah, uh, <laughs> Age and, and Roe were right, yeah, when they said last okay. week that... Yeah, somebody had to <laughs> yeah. dig up the video proof of who originally <laughs> brought it up. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Kirik. Nobody saw that. Kidding. It's not real. Thank, yeah, thank you, Dan. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I apologize to the audience for, for having to apologize to Dan right now. <laughs> All right, Christian, what's your next one? Um, I'll, I'll do another big, uh, big budget one, one that Gage and I, I, I know are really excited for. Modern Warfare 2, no doubt. Of course... We know it's a beloved franchise. Seeing uh, the characters we know and love is really exciting. We've already talked about how the, the mechanics, the gameplay looks really cool. Fun, tw you know, not twist, but like fun way to make modern, a modern version of this game interesting is to like 
have introduced new mechanics like the water mechanics we saw that in the level um the new characters ex- are exciting as well but like what really is going to get me to, to like, why it's so far high on my list as well why it's the top five is that i think there's a huge potential for the multiplayer section because because reports are saying that it's a two-year game there could be a lot of great longevity if they support it not just on the multiplayer side but or not just the like 6v6 or traditional multiplayer side but like the war zone kind of stuff if what we're hearing the reports are to be true that there are is going to be some kind of tarkov like gameplay or gameplay mode whether it's that's in warzone or multiplayer there's gonna be so much longevity and like fun to be had with modern warfare 2 this fall and like that's really exciting for me i'm i can't wait to get back into it modern warfare again remake 2018 was one of my favorite call of duties in such a long time it may be up in my top five call of duties like ever I'm pretty sure it is. So, yeah, can I be more excited for MW2? Heck yeah. Uh, and that that was one I was going to talk about, but then I was like, no, I know you'll talk about it, so I'm not going to. So, yeah, very good. Very excited for it as well. Ro, what's your next one? All right. So, I have two more picks, right? Yes. Okay. So... Kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but River City Girls 2 is my next one. There's a sequel? There's a sequel coming out this year, yes. And it looks awesome. More River City Girls fun. I love the characters that they have there. Uh, and, it, and and as I said earlier, I don't play a lot of beat-em-ups, but there's a couple that I really like. River City Girls is one of them. Um, but yeah, so I'm just excited for more River City Girls. There's not a lot really for me to <laughs> to say about this one. It's a beat-em-up. It's an arcade beat-em-up, but I, I love the first one, so I'm excited for more of it. Heck yeah. All right, now I have to make the great debate on what the final game I should choose <laughs> is because I don't know what your guys' final game is, and I, I kind of want to do something different than what you guys have. There is no way... There's one game that I'm thinking could cross over between us. Not my number five. There's no way. Okay. Well, then I'll just... Unless Rose got it. I doubt it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I'll just do it then. God of War Ragnarok. It's coming this year, guys. And uh, yeah, very, very interested in this game. Uh, Obviously, the first game was a game of the year contender. I wasn't even big into God of War before the reboot. Um, the original trilogy, I wasn't really you know, big on or anything like that. I never got interested or hooked by it. But the original God of War, uh, or not the original, the reboot of God of War, I very much enjoyed and loved. Um, and kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn, it took me a long time to complete it. But when I finally did complete it, the payoff was massive. It was such a fantastic game. Um, so very excited to check out Ragnarok and see how they can make that world and, and experience even better. Like, I want to see how massive these worlds can can get like in the God of War universe. Obviously, you know, the first game kind of took that first step. So I want to see Ragnarok take an even bigger step in that regard and see more more stuff from it. See Thor and mm. yeah. the I know a lot of people's complaints is that there is kind of like a, a sudden kind of stop like it there's like a it doesn't feel like you ramp up to any kind of ending in in, in god of war 2018 like it it does there's certainly a climax but like there's still like much like after that we just like is very up in the air and i don't know if you know maybe dan maybe you do know you you report the news every week every wednesday 
I'm sure you knew, um, that the original script was a lot bigger and that they had to just like cut a lot of stuff and like we have to have a hard stop for this game. So like God of War Ragnarok was like essentially written or at least like beats were planned out like a long time ago. So like they they know like there's still so many realms that we haven't seen that we probably will see in this game and like yeah I, I think I agree. I think as much as I don't want it to hit this here because of your fantasy draft, like it's it's I really hope it does because it's so good. The weirdest thing for me out of what you just said is that you took a long time to beat it. I don't yes. understand how you play that game and not like completely binge it because it's like that gameplay is phenomenal. I don't remember what game came out, but I remember very specifically because Horizon Forbidden West, of course, or I'm sorry, Horizon Zero Dawn, of course, famously released right alongside Breath of the Wild. So that game was competing my for my attention in Breath of the Wild took all of my attention at that time so that was what happened there um but god of war i can't remember what came out at the same time there was another game at the exact same time that i it was taking my attention away and i finally got back to god of war and i actually liked god of war a ton more than the other game i was playing but like Mm -hmm. it just you know sometimes that happens where you get pulled to something else and then you don't get back to the game that you were originally playing as quickly as you wanted before we move on, I gotta say, oh, Rose, please. Uh, no, I just, fingers crossed that it comes out this year. I just, I just wanted to shout out God of War. Like it's, it's just so good. Like I go back and watch the cutscenes every now and again. Just the opening of that is just so, so good. Like the first boss battle. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so, good. so good. I get chills every time I watch it. Yeah. And the Atreus and uh, Kratos team up when they're like fighting the, not the giant. It's a giant, but it's not the first giant that they fight. But when they're like jumping off the back of it, and then you like the trace is like doing the arrow thing, and they're like, oh, it's so good. The, the direction and the camera work in that is is just crazy. I love it. Good game. Uh, before we move on, I was I was thinking about Horizon Forbidden West today. Hold on, I see Dan yelling at Buck because Buck's going going Buck crazy wild. mode. Buck, wi- <laughs> Buck Wild. That's yeah, I like I that. that just now. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I was thinking about Horizon today. Maybe Dan will agree. I've never played a franchise more that, like, while I'm playing it, I'm like, yeah, this game is amazing. It's so it's it's so good. I have some complaints, but like overall, the game is like nine out of ten. And then when I'm done, be so completely forgettable. I've never played a series more like that than Horizon because I think Horizon Forbidden West is my number three ranked. Um, out of my top 10 games that I have this year. But like when I think about it, I'm like, is it really number three? Like, is it that good? Because I don't remember so much of that game anymore. Like it does not leave a lasting impression. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I look back at my, my GG uh, best games of all time that I have on there. And I'm like, I don't even, I, I know I play this game. I know I loved it, but why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. remember why I loved it so much, but. I guess that's why I should replay some of them. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying, Christian. That's actually that's actually a great point. And like that's why I was glad that Christian, you brought our attention to uh GG and Letterbox because now I'm trying to make it a point to when I finish a movie or a game, go in go in there and create a review for it so like I can say, Oh, this is why I rem- I remember why I liked it. Yeah. So that you have something to like go back to, I guess. So. Yeah, I need to write my thoughts down a bit more. <laughs> Meanwhile, my review is like Don- Donatello go go still goaded. <laughs> April whole meal over there for real. <laughs> oh man. 
row. What's your final game here? All right. I'm going to do some shout outs real quick. Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, if it does come out this year, obviously very excited for that. Um, season, if that comes, well, it's slated for autumn 2022. Very excited for that. Live a Live, which is a remake of an old game, looks awesome. Very excited for that. But my last pick, kind of basic, but you know, I'm the Nintendo aficionado, so I'm excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Gen- ninth generation of Pokemon going open world, or sort of. But uh, yeah, I love the co-op ideas that they have going on. I love the visuals. I shouldn't be so excited, but I am, and yeah, I'm excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. A little Pokemon simp you. Yeah, I, I just I like a good Pokemon game. I know exactly what I'm getting. I enjoy it most of the time. Yeah, I played. Yeah, get, get a good eight hours. Have a good time. Maybe yeah. more. Christian, yeah. what's your final game? Well, I'll do the same thing Ro did, and I'll throw out some honorable mentions. I'll go uh, uh, ascending order, so my least excited to most excited, I guess. You know, rough, roughly. Um, After Love EP, really excited for another, that indie game. Looks really good. We are OFK. Um, every time they show it, I'm like, anytime you're ready to go, I'm ready <laughs> with you because that game looks really good as well. Goodbye Volcano High. We haven't seen that one in a while, but that's still slated for Where 2022. Is yeah. Where is it? But I'll, I'll patiently wait because it looks very sweet. Yeah. Uh, Scorn. I'm really excited for Scorn. That game it looks aesthetically disgusting, and it's <laughs> one of the reasons why I'm so interested in it. So, then uh, that hits, I think, October. Um, Cult of the Lamb, also a Devolver digital game, just looking absolutely fantastic. Uh, impressions going out this week, apparently, or I guess next week. People are playing it this week, uh, and people are liking it. So great stuff there. And then my last one will mention, because of, uh, according to Dan's rules, we don't know if it's hitting this year. There's no date. That's why I'm not, I'm not putting it in, in my top five. Silk Song. Oh. Um, I, ha- I have a gut feeling that Silksong will still be at Nintendo's Direct, Summer Direct, whenever that happens, and they have the release date trailer with them. Um, and I feel it. I feel it is coming this fall, so I'm going to throw that in my honorable mentions. Uh, and Ro, you yeah. actually said my, my number five pick, oh. which is Season, A Letter to the Future. Nice. That game uh, looks really beautiful. Uh, the tone and atmosphere of that game is right up my alley. Uh, the gameplay, which is the only thing I'm not too sure about, like what exactly is going on, it is still fascinating to me. Like that traversal on the bike is calming. It's meditative. Um, the use of the film camera, I don't know. For, I don't know for what reason, but it's still cool to have. Like that game just really fascinates me. Um, and it seems like it's maybe a little ecocentric in the same way that like Miyazaki is. You can do a lot of ecocritical readings. Um, so yeah, season just looks really cool. So I'm excited for that one. I just have one honorable mention to add to your guys's, which is Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. <laughs> I think, it, and that's not a joke. That's literally me being it's genuine. Okay. I this think is a multiplayer it, one, right? Yes, it's the, like a yeah. very much Left 4 Dead-y type yeah. experience. It, it looks very mm-hmm. cool. So very interested. And Game Pass. I'll cool. Yeah, I'll be playing. Heck we'll yeah. steal your character for you, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have any attachment to that game, so take whoever you want. Yeah. Not yet. Not yeah, damn. That's true. That's but when true. you form that bond, don't worry, we will take it away. You'll we will break it. it. You'll tear <laughs> it out of my heart. Make me cry myself. You, you don't understand, bro. I used to play Warhammer 40k on the original arcade cabinets with my brother. Oh. 
Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I had to get one more jab in, Dan. He's lying. Yeah. Hey, here we go. Before we end, before we end, before we end. Well, I have one more question. Our... Okay. Unless you can do what you're going to say. Before you ask this, RIP <laughs> to, I guess, any of our excitement for Forspoken, because all of us, you know, like, I don't know if that game's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I was always never that excited for it. You could go back and check. Okay. <laughs> okay. There were times where I was, but there were a lot of times that I wasn't. Right. I think the last time we talked about it, I wasn't. But yeah, I, I don't know what happened. It did look cool, and then it... I don't know what happened. I really don't. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what? I, already I, had... I think maybe the writing had something to do with it. Too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I already had to come through a two-hour episode to find the clip where I said that, you know, <laughs> tank controls an RE4. I'm not going back to try to find that road. That's too many it's episodes. Okay. It's okay. I'm lying. <laughs> was uh, that you who said what that re4 has tank controls that was you <laughs> you're kidding me get out of here uh one last question for you guys what game do you guys think in the second half of this year is going to have the highest metacritic score slash open critic i guess um i think it's a tough one and honestly Honestly, I th- I could see The Last of Us remake getting the best score because the game is already banger and you're just remaking it to make it look good. I disagree. I oh. think I think because of that reason, there's a very chance that it drops a little bit because those expectations um are like I mean, think about it. You don't even want to spend the full $70 on this. Like Fair. there's still there's discussions that like is this justified to be remade? And I think that will like spill over into some kind of criticisms where like, is, was this really necessary? Are, are the improvements substantial? Let's assume yes. Sure, but like the game, original game was already like fantastic, you right. know? Like there, there there's, might be room for criticisms where it might drop it down a little bit of points. Sure. So Christian, what do you it'll, think? It'll be in the 90s though. Don't get me wrong. It'll be in the 90s. Christian, what do you, what do you think then? What, what game? God of War. I think God of War gets the slight edge over The Last of Us. Again, for other reasons, because there are worries there that the TV remake might not be as justified and that might hurt a little bit. God of War, like that is that original game, 2018, had like a very high Metacritic. It was like a fantastic game and expectations maybe might hurt it a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, will it live up to expectations? I, I, I think it will. I, I, based on like the original writing they had for like the plans of where to go this is not going to be a trilogy like this is the end of that story uh, i have faith that what that team is cooking up is going to be something special as well and it'll it, it'll have a very high metacritic score if it hits yeah i i was going to say the same thing i was going to go with god of war if it does hit this year i have strong <laughs> a strong feeling that it's going to be really up there i'm looking at the list now to see if there is anything that i could see beating that and i'm not really uh Sonic? Yeah, Sonic, Sonic for Tears, yeah. Maybe. 99? 99. Oh, God. I'll be dreaming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think God of War definitely, out of the list that we have here and the games that we know that are coming, maybe something will surprise us <laughs> in the coming months. Um, but yeah, God of War, Ragnarok, no doubt in my mind is going to be the the highest. If uh, Compared to The Last of Us, I think that that, that does win out as well. I think, yes. I think Callisto also could be a sneaky yes. pick too. 
Yes, I agree. Yes, and we covered my top three of. of I think if I had to guess uh, a descending order, it'd be God of War, The Last of Us, and Callisto. Sure. Bayo three. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I still think I still think it's hitting October. I hope so. Come on, Nintendo, give us that direct. We need a dates. <laughs> give us all the dates. Anything else, guys, before we close out the show? Shame that Leonardo's not here. Shame. <laughs> that pregnant pause. <laughs> I'm disappointed. disappointed. Oh, I, okay. I remember what I was, Okay. I remember what I wanted to say from earlier. If you made it this far, you get my, my thoughts, my, uh, my late. So we all know that Dan was very mad at uh, you know, him not being Leo for TMNNT. Well, I got my karma this week uh, when I was installing my dual monitor stand on my desk. And I had my one, my secondary monitor, not my primary, uh, on the ground. And while I was looking for the right screw and stuff, I accidentally hit my elbow on it tipped it over and it fell onto a metal leg the screen works but there is a substantial piece that like on that top left does not work so oh, oh. i'll repeat to the second monitor i gotta wait for another one to eventually come in also i just saw gage was typing in the youtube chat i'm still excited for first spoken frick you well you're the only one. <laughs> oh man <laughs> i miss gage i wish you were here on this episode i would have gotten so toxic what you got for me yeah like you did you know when we were playing tmnt together remember that christian so i yeah vividly (laughs) i do too i cry myself to sleep every night about it thank you again to everyone joining us live on youtube twitch and twitter as well as podcast services everywhere including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud spotify and stitcher thank you ro thank you christian I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya.